Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? What? That's how I feel. I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. Hello and welcome to the Reformatory, the podcast for the local church by the local church. My name is Josh Loftus, and I am the preaching pastor at Port Gardner Church in Everett, Washington. And I am Jack Berry, a deacon down in Tacoma, Washington at Resurrection Church. What's going oh specific today? What oh my gosh. Man, I'm trying to <laughs> sip the crap out of that you, coffee right now. You're drinking there. that coffee, huh? Yeah. That's that's a Maquano coffee right there, it man. It is. That's I, uh, you add my, my What re- happened to that Maquano coffee there, Jack? Uh, I kind of diluted it and uh did my, did somebody tell you while you were making it that you added too much water? I mean, I mean, did anybody of, yes, did anybody your, tell you that? Your fancy mechanical um devices here at uh Port Gardner are uh yeah. Hey, hey, but 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 I mean, while you were making it, it's like somebody told you, like, hey, of. hey, Jack, yes. that's probably too much water. It's probably going to be pretty light. A little bit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm living with my decision. Okay? <laughs> yes, you are. Jeez. You're living your best life now I'm, with some I still wheat taste coffee. It. It's still good, though. <laughs> Here's it's the still thing. Still good. Maquano coffee is delicious. They are not normally diluted. It's because Jack add, added works to My grace. Bad. That's what happens when you add works to grace. <laughs> it doesn't make your works any better. It just makes the grace taste like crayon water, which is what you've got right there now. A cup of crayon water, because it's you do not give water. the Maquano beans the love and the care that they deserve because of how amazing they are. That's right. It is Maquano Coffee. This is a sponsored segment. This literally just turned into a sponsored segment. Because of the mishaps that you had with your coffee, we are now sponsoring. (laughs) They are the Reformatory sponsor, though. If you head on over to maquanocoffee.com, follow them on all of the socials, at Maquano Coffee. It's M-U-K-W-A-N-O, coffee, out of Rollins, Wyoming. Not the first place that you would think of for coffee. No. Like, when I think of Rollins, Wyoming. When I think of Wyoming, I think of... um, Cows. uh, I think of national parks. Steers. uh, Volcanoes that could probably destroy the United States of America. Beef. (laughs) Livestock. Rodeos, Ro- lots of rodeos, bull riding, um, Buffalo Bill, 
Buffalo Bill. Yeah, like like Wild all, Bill Cody. Everything that I so I basically just think of beef when I think of Wyoming. That's basically what I think of. Yeah. I think of steak. Yeah. Uh, Wyoming's a like I. I have you ever been to Wyoming? Oh, yeah, several times. See, I haven't. I want to go to Wyoming. Oh, Josh. I want to go to Jackson oh, Hole. Oh, Josh. I hear Jackson Hole is pretty awesome. I uh, went there, let's see, <laughs> I went there as a kid. Okay. And then I went there a couple times within the last couple years on some cross-country road trips yeah. uh, to see the Jofo, if you will, and oh, to see my yeah. family in Cleveland. Okay. Um, but yeah, Wyoming is, uh, you definitely feel like you're back in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. When you cross from Nebraska into Wyoming, okay. you can feel the crispness of the air back again, and you're like, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back, baby. <laughs> so what, Jack, what if, what if, right? We're in a new year, 2021. Mm-hmm. What if this year, for the Doc and Diva Conference, which <laughs> legitimately, awesome conference, really, really, really like it. Great stuff. Uh, what if you and I road trip this year instead of taking a plane? I just want to, I just want to put the bug in the air. Okay, so that's all. Um, um, it is possible. Possible. Um, and I will say that you have to dedicate yourself uh, to, <laughs> uh, to the road, if you will. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I think I'm trying to remember. So how I did it was one leg that I did. Uh, this was a couple years ago. One leg to just to Illinois, just to like... Um, Geneva, St. Charles area. Yeah. I took one leg from Tacoma mm-hmm. to Provo, just outside of yeah, Utah. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Another leg from Utah area to Nebraska. Okay. And then the last day. So it took me about a couple days. Sure. sure, and, sure. But I was dedicating most of that time just right, right, straight. Right. But I mean, trucking. think about, like, I mean, just, just picture that in your head a reformatory podcast road trip. I mean, endeavor. There's worse things. <laughs> Let's at least say that. I mean, I mean, that, got arrested <laughs> at the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we could make a stop there. <laughs> sweet uh, Moses, sweet baby Moses, <laughs> in the Nile. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Just a thought. I mean, last year we we flew, mm-hmm. and I have to say it was probably the most relaxing flying experience I've ever had because of COVID things like that. Like they, you get the middle seat. They don't have anybody there. You and I stretched out, baby. It was awesome. Josh was over here milking that whole. Oh yes. um, I made a bag of, (laughs) I made a bag of pretzels last three and a half hours. Josh. Yes. Took that whole eating. Yeah. You can only eat with your mask off. No, no. You can take your mask off if you're actively eating or drinking. That was the rule. Josh took that. And just said, watch me. Yes. And he basically had a bag of Gargettos, yes. which I did too. Yes. I was I was perfectly fine just eating some and then putting my mask on. Josh was over there just the entire flight was like one Gargetto nursing nibble it. at a time. Nursing it. Nursing that crap. Dude, I made that bag of Gargettos oh last three hours. I didn't wear my mask yeah. once. I got through... All of what movies were I watching? What what was I watching? I forget what movie I was watching. It was a long one. It was like King Arthur or something like that. Uh, Yes. Dude, here's like Shrewd as Serpents, Innocent as Doves. (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> that's I'm literally that, face palming my that, mic right that's, now. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Hey, you just keep drinking your crayon water over there. Uh, the beautiful, it's delicious. wonderful Maquano coffee that you ruined. Sorry. My bad. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Cody. I know, My bad. I know. It's okay. It's okay. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Road trip. I, I mean, I, I, I like road trips. Just just thinking about it. Do you think the wife will come to Doc and Devo? Are conferences mm. her thing? Well, first of all, she would have to get time off, and I don't... It'd have to, it would have to depend upon the time of yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah, it's yeah. during the summertime, probably. She'd probably be down for it. Okay. But if all it's... Right. If it starts late September, like they did, when was it? Uh, yeah, it, no, 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 late September. It was. October? It was no, yeah. It was early. It was like it was mid September. Yeah, this year, which normally I mean, last year, two years ago, I had it in March. Yeah, I so remember I remember that one. Um, yeah, I don't know when they're gonna have it this year. I don't know. It changes each year. It yeah. kind of changes with the. I mean, March this year would not have been an option because literally everything was in lockdown. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway. A thought, just just a thought. Let's put it out there. Mm-hmm. I think I think either way, I think either way we're going to be going. It's just the yeah. question is, do we road trip or do we fly? Yeah. So, yeah, it'll happen. Good times at Doc and Diego conference. A lot of fun. Um. So, Jack, we're gonna we're gonna talk about something today mm-hmm. that uh, I think it's a little it's a little I, I, I don't want to say spicy, but but a little perhaps divisive. Um. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the right word. I'd say maybe like more along the line. I don't know if it's divisive. I think a lot of people, I don't think it's talked about a lot because it's kind of a sore spot, mm. you know, like especially in the local church, which is what this podcast is for. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of a sore spot. Like what what we want to talk about today is why we think uh, youth of mm. the church leave the church so often once they get out of high school. Yeah. And why is there such a large proportion of kids once they graduate high school get into college and for lack of a better term, you know, I'm using air quotes, leave the faith. Eject right? button. Yes, they hit the eject button from church, from Christianity. Some of them then revisit it, you know, later in life and things like that. But sure. but but we see a large proportion of kids once high school's over and they go off to college. Mm-hmm. We see a large proportion of them not um not staying in community. Yeah. And and uh and we want to talk about why. So I think we're going to talk about uh why why we think it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um and then I'd like to get into a little bit of probably uh later of what what are some things that we think the local church can do to help with that issue? Because I do think it's an issue within the context of the local church, and I think the local church has the answers for it. Yeah. So, Jack, why? 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 <laughs> what is that? Why the, can- ve- the Venn diagram that yeah, has yeah. Backstreet Boys, yeah, four-year-olds, right. and something else? Why? Why? Tell yeah. me why. Why? <laughs> um, let's see. I so this is there's can, a lot of reasons. I can reflect back on yeah maybe high school time for me mm-hmm. uh, and look at it from the non-believer perspective. Okay. All right. So I was not a believer until I was 18 years old. Yeah. A couple months into my freshman year at college, uh, at Central Washington University, and so. For me, looking back on those times where I saw my mom become a Christian 
and my sister become a Christian when I was a non-believer, I would say A. And then I saw a lot of my friends invite me to youth group. Um, but I looked at it and I'm just like, what? I even asked the question, why? why? Why do I even go there? Why? Um, a, I felt like, and this was, my observation at the time was like, first of all, they're going to make me do stupid games mm. that I don't want to play. Yeah. It's like, I could care less about going to that. It's like, I could make up my own games to play. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, I mean, so there's that. There's the whole, like, merging of we're going to have an icebreaker game or something like that and then talk about the Bible somehow. But I guess, like, not really diving in deep. Right. I thought it was just corny. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was corny and that's, childish. That's because it was. So, yeah. yeah. Let's, I mean, duh. But, I mean, let's like... Be yeah. So, I mean, those were my observations as a high schooler. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's from. Josh had to put it in there. Dude, it's uh, a vine. It's a vine. It is. Um, you remember vines? Yeah. Long time it's ago. Long time ago. But yeah, yeah, it was, you You felt it was corny and childish, and, and I, I, will, I will say that's because it was. Mm-hmm. You know, I think... I think only recently, and again, I haven't been in youth ministry for a few years now, and yeah. youth ministry like changes by the year. Yeah, it's really, really interesting how fast, just because of how fast our culture changes and how how fast technology changes and how fast the things that kids are into, the things that kids struggle with, changes. Mm-hmm. Youth ministry changes very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, back when I was a youth pastor, I I. Like I would not, the things that I, I mean, I would be the guy that's trying to be cool with the kids that brings up like the Backstreet Boys and you're like, yeah, they aren't a thing anymore. They haven't <laughs> been a thing forever, forever. <laughs> right. Um, so youth ministry changes like crazy. And I think just, I think it's only been recently that I think a lot of churches realize that mm-hmm. and the models of youth ministry and how people go about youth ministry are changing. And I think it's for the better, but I think, yeah, the, the things that you were experiencing have kind of been just the model of youth ministry since the beginning of time. You show up, have an icebreaker, have a game, drink some Mountain Dew, yep. have a short little lesson yep. uh, that's super awkward where the yep. kids really don't talk. Yeah, You pray, maybe sing a song mm-hmm. where like, you know, the senior gets up with his or her guitar yep. and leads and then you have another game and everyone goes home. That has been youth ministry forever. Pretty much, yeah. You know, and that's the youth ministry that I was involved in. That's the youth ministry that you were involved in. And I'm not blaming that as the reason, but I think it is something that definitely I think needs to change. Well, then on top of it, what I saw, I even saw this as well too when I became a believer in college, is that all those kids that were inviting me to youth ministry. Yeah youth group, whatever, mm-hmm. man, I saw them mass exodus from oh, whatever faith they had within a couple years. I would, I would, I would say people that I saw in high school, probably, uh, either right around their senior year before that, or just shortly after that said done game over, not going back to the church. Yeah. So I think, 
And I think that is the model that we see a lot in our local churches today Mm -hmm. is we see a lot of those seniors, once they hit college, they peace out. And I, and let's start getting into why we think that's a problem. I'm going to post something here is I think, and again, it's not a, I don't want this to, I'm not against youth ministry. I'm not. A lot of people will, especially in the reform camp, I think kind of take that stance and I'm not anti-youth ministry. I think youth ministry has its place. I think it needs to be done effectively, but I think it has a very good place in, in the local church. However, I believe in a a very effective youth ministry that is actually doing the job of preparing the youth for the real world, what it means to be a Christian in the world in which we live, cannot do it separate or void from the local church gathering. I'm mm-hmm. talking on Sundays. Yeah, I think we have this mentality, and I fell into this too when I was in, in youth ministry, and I remember kind of the Lord slapping me up against you know the brick wall, which is what it takes for the head that I have, and, and kind of enlightening me to this is, we view the youth as if they are the future church, right? Like mm-hmm. this is the, th- this is the future church. This is the next generation. He, they are the church. Mm-hmm. They are the church. Yeah. And I think that we would do well to model in our churches as youth uh, leaders, uh, pastors, parents, to be showing first and foremost to our youth, no matter how old they are, I'm going to go a little presby on us here. Okay, it's my it's my presby roots. <laughs> I'm oh going to go a little pres from birth to when they leave the house. Mm-hmm. They should have modeled for them the importance of the corporate gathering of believers and the importance of the the centrality of the local church. Mm-hmm. And I think we, in some ways, have failed our youth in that we have created this false uh this false reality if you will in that they that they grow up in church but then everything's everything's segregated everything's separate sure. right we have church for the youth we have the youth nights and and and, and there's no integration there's no showing the importance of why why we need to be gathering as a local church. What is the importance of having a local body that you are a member of? What is the importance of submitting yourselves to the leadership of a local church? None of that's talked about in, in so many churches. Mm-hmm. And then we wonder why they skip out on church and don't have the importance of it drilled into their heads and they, they they don't see it as important when they leave and it's like well we haven't been modeling that for them everything's been separate i mean they're not going to have youth groups the, their entire life yeah right there needs to be some coherent uh um some sort of coherent integration to where they see the importance of the local body and it's not just something that they do on wednesday nights yeah right yeah, and I think um, that's going to completely depend upon their parents. Hugely. Um, Hugely. And so uh, either their parents are going to basically give them the foundation yeah. of this is what the local church is. Right. This is why we worship. Um, this is why you uh, 
this is why we participate in these certain things. This is why we partake of communion. This is why we do these these certain um, times of, I guess, like tradition mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Um, right. But yeah, a lot of that does depend upon their parents and their parents informing them. Yeah. But then let's be honest. If you grew up in the church and your parents only relied on Sunday or youth group to disciple you, mm-hmm. that was probably the issue why you're not in the church right now. Yep. Because yep. if your parents can't talk to you, and even too, if you didn't have mentors as well outside of your parents, I would recommend that as well too. Right. Um, if if you can't have a serious conversation with your parents about, um, hey, I want to date certain people, and like if you want to date in high school, um, and you don't have certain conversations about particularities (laughs) within that dating concept. (laughs) So Baptist of you. Uh, Particularities. (laughs) Particularities. Uh, Then, yeah, you're going to be left to your own devices. The birds and the particularities. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, if you don't have an open conversation about anything and everything with your parents, and then on top of that have mentors other than your parents that you can talk to, maybe you're not comfortable talking to your parents about certain things, but you can confide in certain mentors. Sure. Then yeah, you're not gonna, it's not, right. It's not going to be a healthy situation for you. Right. Right. You don't have that foundation that you need Mm -hmm. in order to survive in the real world. Because here's, here's the thing. Let's be, let's be completely honest. And I saw this as a youth pastor and it broke my heart. Kids will go from, the very safe and comfortable world Mm -hmm. that their parents and their youth group creates for them. Mm -hmm. They go straight from that. Like I'm talking straight, like day, like in a matter of one day. Yeah. Matter of hours, depending on how far away your college is. They go from the safe, comfortable environment created for them into the most, I believe, the most hostile environment for Christians in America today, and that is the 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 modern day college campus. Yeah. In a matter of hours, mm-hmm. they are thrown to the wolves <laughs> and their faith is rocked. Well on from top, day one. Yeah, on top of that too, it's kinda it's really up to them. It's up to them to either join a, a campus fellowship group, yeah, sure. That either, is either going to sure. stoke the fames of fla- uh, stoke the fames of faith. Whoo, that's yep. a that's a mouth that's a mouthful right there. It is. Um, that's either going to happen that way, or they're just going to say, you know what, prodigal son time, baby. Oh yeah, and yeah. just four years in that debauchery. So got a degree in debauchery. Yeah, yeah. So and 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 a huge part of this. Parents, please, and I pleaded with parents as a youth pastor. Like this is something, and I tried to drill it into my kids' heads. Do not even consider a college if you're going to go to college. You have to find a local church in yeah, that area, big time. You cannot rely on Campus Crusade. You can't rely on the extra. So as as, and I'm not, I'm not putting those down. I think, I think yeah. there's some very well-meaning, loving Christians in those ministries in college that are doing some great work. But it is not the local body. 
I would say that um, my campus crusade was a little bit different in the fact that people were tied into a local church Yeah, um, with that campus crusade. And so a lot of people Great. that were going to our campus crusade meetings on Thursdays were already plugged into a local church. And that kind of continued uh, over and over again. But I mean, yeah, if that uh, if if you don't have that, if you don't have those staff members, right, who are dedicated to that kind of philosophy within Campus Crusade or any other uh, ministry on campus, then yeah, it's yeah. it's gonna be rough. No, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be extremely difficult for your kids because. And again, this comes back to modeling that for them. They need to see. Kids need to see how important the local church is to mom and dad, mm-hmm. right? If they don't have a mom and dad, then okay. We need to identify those kids, take them under our wings, and model for them mm-hmm. how important the local church is and why it's important, mm-hmm. right? This isn't just a this isn't just a social club that we gather with our friends, right? This isn't a time for us to, you know. Show off all of our talents. This isn't a place where we get you know pizza and Mountain Dew and play games and have fun, right? <laughs> Although a lot of that happened, let's be honest. Like This is where the saints of God gather to worship him primarily, but also to be in community with each other. We need to be teaching our youth why the community of the church is so vital and what happens when that community is not there. Yeah. Right? Because... the. So many of them are experiencing what happens when you don't have that community. They just, they don't realize it. Yeah. Right? And it's the same with any Christian. If you cut yourself off from the community of believers, mm-hmm. you're going to be weak. You're going, and that's something that's been, I'll be honest with you, with, with you man. Like, that is something that has been weighing on my heart this year. Mm-hmm. Through COVID and everything are the amount of Christians that are choosing to stay home. It kills me. And cuz I know what's happening. Mm-hmm. The same thing that happens to those college kids when they go off and they don't find a good church mm-hmm. to get plugged into, they become weak. Yeah. And they become comfortable in that. Mm-hmm. Because it is it goes against our flesh. Yeah. When we gather with the saints of God. Mm-hmm. It, it is a spiritual battle that happens every Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> like our flesh doesn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't want accountability. We don't, we don't want that security. Right. Because people getting all up in our business. <laughs> we, we don't want that. We don't like that. Mm-hmm. But what happens when we don't have that is you end up falling and you end up failing and you don't have the mechanism that the, Lord in his love has has given us to keep us secure, obviously through his word, but but in the context of the local church. The kids don't have that. And 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 people don't have that today. And it's 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 worse. I I I don't think it should be a surprise to us when we see these kids drift off because like yeah. look at the foundation we're giving them. We're not providing them with any tools whatsoever. And showing them the importance of the local church, right? It's really not even part of the conversation in a lot of churches. There are there are many, thank the Lord, many churches and many youth pastors and families and ministries out there that are doing some amazing work for kids within within the church. And there yeah. are some kids out there getting like more theologically robust 
lessons that I ever got or yeah. that I ever gave. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, and I thank the Lord for that. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that that's the minority at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And it's tough too, because, um, I think right now you're seeing, uh, I know my church and specifically we've opened up, we've, I would say that we're cautious in what we do and stuff like that. Yeah. And every church is going to operate the way that they do. And I get that. But, um, as for us, we're going to operate in a cautious manner. And so, um, yeah, we wear a mask and yeah, we social distance, but, um, there's still people coming. And I would say that, um, it's very, uh, it's going to be the same. I mean, philosophies and stuff like that sometimes don't change even when you grow up. That's true. So, for example, uh, you know, when we started to open up uh, our church building doors and gather on Sundays to corporately gather, um, people are going to be, there's going to be all types of opinions with that. Right. Um, And I get that. But uh, the people that need that and voice that they needed it weren't coming. Yeah. And then slowly but surely, when you start to prod around and start to challenge, they're just not going to come back. Yeah. Yeah. And these are people that you've seen get baptized. These are people that you've seen go through a lot of stuff with you. And it's tough. Yeah, it is. Because then they cut themselves off. And now it's like, uh, they weren't a member of the church to begin with, it's so true. I can't really discipline them. No, no, you uh, can't. But yet, they're a Christian and they're out there, and they don't want to do. They don't want to come to you know, come to a community group or anything like that because we're wearing masks right. and we're social social distancing, and so that's tough. Um, but yeah, it's those philosophies don't change once you grow up. And yep. once you graduate college or anything like that, or once a pandemic hits and you get right. certain sanctions that you have to follow or something along those lines. So yeah, it's difficult. But, and again, like we're not, we're not talking about some sort of like seeker sensitive, like how do, how do we keep the youth right? Like we understand no. election. Yeah. We're, we're good reformed Baptist Calvinists. We, we, we understand that if, if an individual is not of the elect, nothing you're going to do is going to keep them in church. Sure. Right? right. We, we understand that, but that does not negate us of responsibility mm-hmm. of engaging with the youth of our church in a manner that is, I think, correct. Yeah. Right? So it's got to start at home. It's got to start at home. I mean, it, it, it's, it's got to start at home, and it has to start within the structure of the church. We have to stop, I think, looking at youth as this this almost this this demographic that we need to integrate somehow it's like no view them as the church view them as individuals that are coming to your church that have the exact same needs as anybody else mm. they need jesus yeah and they need to be shown the importance of the local church just like everyone else mm-hmm. right um and i think if we start doing that more and start providing 
the youth in our church with a solid foundation of obviously what is the gospel, right? Some good theology. You need good theology, but we can't just stop at theology because orthodoxy without orthopraxy is useless, mm-hmm. right? They need to be shown how the theology that they are being taught manifests itself practically, mm-hmm. right? And that's always primarily done in the context of the local church. So we need to be doing that from as early of an age as we can. Show them the importance of the church, mm-hmm. right? When they do head off to college, whether you're a youth minister, you're a parent, you're a pastor, you're just a friend, a member of the church, whatever, help them find a church. Yeah. Help, like that That needs to be step one. Before housing, before before everything, look in the area where, where are the good churches? Where's the healthy church? Where are you going to get plugged in? Where are you going to go every Sunday? Where where are you going to be in community? Mm-hmm. And you, I I truly believe like that it that makes the difference. Yeah, it really does. It makes the difference with adults. It makes the difference with youth and 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 college kids. Is if you have a solid church behind you and you have a solid church that you are a part of, that makes the onslaught of the enemy that you will get, especially if you go to a a state college, mm-hmm. you're going to be onslaughted by a bunch of professors and worldly wise men and people who think they know better. If you have that foundation and that structure and are attached to that local church, that's going to make it so much easier. Yeah. Because you have those people around you, right? There's no lone wolf Christians, mm-hmm. especially in college. <laughs> So that's what I would say. That's coming from someone who probably didn't emphasize that as much as they should have in their youth pastor years. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, if you're if you're listening to this and you're in college or you are of that youth status, man, find yourself a church. Find find a church. Get make sure it's a sound, biblically gospel centered, theologically sound church. Get plugged in. Get yeah. plugged in. Yeah, it's um it's pretty important, especially to uh doing that as well too, like during your college years will yeah. affect you later on down the road. Because I know oh, that yeah. when I joined the army after college, uh when I had to move to Fort Knox, Kentucky and stuff like that, and I had to find a local church, it's like, well, it's like I have to get plugged in somehow. Yeah. I'm not gonna be able to to live, to survive, unless I have people in my life, fellow believers Mm -hmm. that I'm gathering with. And I found a church there in Louisville and I got plugged in and it was great. But if I don't have that, like that, that should be your lifeblood as a believer. Oh, oh, it is. is, It is. I have to find, if you're moving somewhere and you know that you are going to be completely out of your element. Yep. I have to find community. Where can I find that community? You have to. Yeah. You have to. Like I and and here's the thing. I would even go so far to say this, and I've said this before. Some people think I'm taking it too far, but I don't think so. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> if there is if a there not being a good solid church in an area is reason not to move there. It is. Mm-hmm. If 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 you have to move for work <clears throat> or you know whatever, fill in the gap. If there's not a good church in that area, don't move there. Yeah. I'm so, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. It, it is that important. 
the the local church should be more important than any other decision we make. Mm-hmm. Schools for your kids, employment for you, because without it, all of those things are going to be so difficult, mm-hmm. like extremely difficult. There has to be a good church wherever wherever you live. Like that, it has to be central. You need that community. It has to be there, mm-hmm. and if it's not there, uh, it is worth not being there anymore. <laughs> Basically. Seriously. Um, so thank goodness there's one in Tacoma because there's no other reason to live in Tacoma. This is lies. I don't, I don't know. It, these oh, it are is lies. Not, it is not lies. These, no, are, these are absolute no lies. Li- no lies detected. Whatever. These <clears throat> no are lies. lies detected. No. If, 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 if you didn't have that church down, I'm still trying to get you to move up north. I'm still trying. I'm going to make it happen. It's going to happen. I'm shaking my head right within, now. Within a few you years, me, people, <clears throat> you're going to hear the sirens call, the beautiful mountainous north, come to the north. Bro, I can see Mount Rainier <sighs> from my house, okay? Mount Rainier I can, nothing special. I can see Alaska from my porch. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I am on the foothills of like Stevens Pass. Like, dude, it is, we, Everett is the gateway to like paradise. <laughs> To beauty. Dude, I'm going to get you up. Hey, guys, I'm going to petition our listeners. Oh, my gosh. Send Jack all the messages. Don't do this. Comment on everything. Tell Jack he needs to move up north here with me. He needs to to come on up here, up up to the promised land where the coffee is delicious. The barbershops are amazing. (laughs) And uh, we can podcast in this office all the time. Yeah. We are going to have to figure out kind of a... It's kind of like it's kind of like you know who gets the kids this weekend. <laughs> We're gonna have to figure out like uh, which church we record in. <laughs> who whose turn is it? <laughs> whose turn is it this yeah. month? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, let's be honest here. Yeah, this is you nice. Are, you, this I, is hold nice. on. This is hold nice. on. You, you don't want to give this up. Let's be honest here. It's just gonna get who's, nicer. No, 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 no. Who's gonna be coming down to Tacoma to hang out at the smoke lounges? You are, sir. You are. I cannot because confirm we have or not deny. one, but two. Oh, man. Okay, and you frequent them. You come down to Tacoma, son. Hey, you don't got I that up here. I come down to Tacoma for you. You don't got that up here. I come, <laughs> <laughs> bro, bro. Why you got to call me out like that? Hey, <laughs> you gotta I'm call just me saying. Out. Hey, uh, fine. Because every single yes. time, listeners, uh-huh. Josh goes. Where my club sandwich at? Hey, every single time. Got good club sandwiches. The lounge. Okay, so he may oh. say all this. You need to come up to the promised land that is ever. You like, do, but hey, you do. You don't got. You don't got the outpost that we got down that's in Tacoma. True. It's so. that's that is the grapes. I are, made my case. The grapes are large down there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, Jack, um, get us out of here, man. So, fellow. Um, reformatorians, if you will. Ooh, ooh, I like that. Yeah, that's I, good. I Look at that. you. You pulled that. <laughs> I pulled that right out my back pocket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> had, it was deep. I had no clue pocket. what kind of dollar bill it was, and it was a hundred. So, <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, <laughs> I love it when that I works had to out. pay fifty dollars, and <laughs> I found I got ben fifty dollars in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> no, not today, because the Seahawks lost. Oh, did the Seahawks lost? Dude, I love that so much. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I might live in Washington. Seahawks lost. I'm happy about okay. it. Okay. You know why? Because Rab- my Packers are still in. Rabbit my hole. Packers are still in. Rabbit hole right now. If the Seahawks start bandwagoning onto the Browns on Sunday, 
no. I'm going to try and kick them off Seahawks, the train. No, no, no. Seahawks are all going to go over to the Packers. That's what's going to happen. I don't think so. Uh, oh, it always happens. Anyway. Because, yeah. Okay. To get to get back on the track. Yeah, yeah. People, yeah. Yes. we have these things called the sociables. Sociables. They are not crackers. No, they're not. They are social media sites, thus as the tweaker, mm. the Facebook, mm. the Instagram. Mm. Like them, hate them, whatever. We're on them. Uh, come follow us at Reformatory Pod on all three of those. What are the odds we get banned? Dude, not, not Twitter, uh, Twitter's banning everything. The no, Twitter ban, no, 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 the no, ban no. hammer. You the think ban they're really gonna? Hammer. Okay, I I will know that we're gonna get banned if they ban Doc and Devo first. Oh, let's be honest, Doc and Devo, they're coming for you. <laughs> they're coming for you, and then we next. <laughs> We next, cause we Doc and Diva light. <laughs> Doc and Diva light. PNW chapter. <laughs> PNW chapter. <laughs> no, we ain't even on the same. We we wish we could kiss the hem, the hem of Doc and Devo's garment. Yeah, we're not even at that level. It's 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 a whole nother level. Anyway, um, if you listener want to get us to a whole nother level, you can become a Patreon supporter. Uh, for less than one cup of really watered-down coffee, which was completely Jack's fault, a month. You, too, can become a Patreon supporter and have your name hallowed. Hallowed. Hallowed through the halls of this podcast. The podcast is over because we have heard Big Eva sing. Oh, my gosh. It ain't over till Big Eva sings, baby. (laughs) We thank you for listening. And we will catch you on the next step of The Reformatory. (laughs) 